0: If your brother did a crime, would you cover for him?
1: I don't know, man. Would it
0: it depends it really depends what the crime is. It really depends what the crime is. The thing is, is that Andrew Cuomo's the c- crimes that Chris Cuomo uh covered are for him are just very pathetic. Yes. I mean, his real crime is murdering thousands of old people.
1: 100%.
0: Yes. The crime that he went down for and that Chris Cuomo uh covered for him is like I don't know being weird to women.
1: Yeah. But you can't you just I don't know. I I don't totally buy into the whole blood is thicker than water thing. I ju- I I don't snitch. I w- I'm not going to snitch, but I'm not going to cover for you.
0: Look, I don't that? have any siblings so I can't even imagine you can't this imagine. Rela- relationship. I I I literally do cannot conceive of mm-hmm. the uh the sibling Omerita.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, if my brother stole a famous painting, mm-hmm. if he was an art thief, an art thief, I would cover for him.
1: You would cover for him. If I would see to me, the best we'll cover it depends, it depends. is I don't know. I don't know. I I can't recall. I'm sorry. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing: Are yeah. there victims of the crime? Yeah.
1: Well, obviously the the art world.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, sure. did you
1: watch the Goldfinch, the movie? No. <laughs> I watched it, watched it on a plane. it on It was so bad. And the mo- and <laughs> is the that book, about art thief? The book it is. It is about what happens when a painting comes into your possession and you have it. It is like the portrait of Dorian Gray in a way, like a pa- a painting, a Dutch master of a of a, of a bird, and you have it, and it's just burning a hole in your in your pocket, like. Uh, and the ha- uh, wh- the what gol- happens? The goldfinch is a painting. It's a painting. Oh, okay. By a. a a a dutch a dutch guy whose name i cannot recall vander werven anyway this is all to say art art thief just the the best thing you can do is just be like i don't know what what are you talking about no i'm not familiar with
0: that Uh, for your for your brother
1: don't just don't snitch but don't don't cover for him
0: it's just, it's a different situation when you are like the lead anchor, or when you're like the six o'clock anchor on CNN.
1: Right. I'm th- I'm thinking about me just being just a guy, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. I think at that point you should, like the, the best thing that Chris Cuomo could have done then is be like, look, man, I can't talk about this.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say.
0: Let's, he- let's program another story for the six o'clock spot. Hello. Let's another story. Welcome Hello. Welcome to Hello. Infinite Cast. Oh, man. Uh, all right, we're going to read some of Infinite Jest. Are you familiar with this? With the book? Have you heard about this? Yo, yo, why is no
1: one talking about
0: this?
1: <laughs> why, is no one, no, why is the media covering this? <laughs> yeah, uh, what it, honestly,
0: honestly uh, uh, as uh, Andrew Cuomo's uh, sex scandal was breaking, uh, Chris Cuomo should have been like, you know what I'm going to talk about at, my, uh, at the top of my hour? Infinite Jest. Infinite Jest. Have you heard this book? It's pretty it? good. It's
1: pretty good. It's pretty long. <laughs> All right, anyway, shall we?
0: Yeah, let's dive in.
1: Oh, babe, we are on page five hundred three. We're go- We're going. We're. We're turning this book into. We're making this book our bitch. Yes, yes. I we eat- are. F- we are well over the breakfast. halfway
0: halfway point.
1: We're we're eating these words for breakfast. We have read
0: milk. more of this book than we haven't.
1: Yeah. There's there's no there's there's no going anywhere but up. Okay, great. Let's Let's, do let's it. dive
0: in. There's a gra- I I do like that we are coming off a part of the book where there is a graph. <laughs> I know.
1: Very. There's a lot going on here. Uh, it's the the door of course the doorknob um, spinning infinitely. Yes. In- infinity. We'll talk about that as a theme later. <clears throat> Let's go. The night after the chilly and sort of awkward joint interdependence Day picnic for Enfield's Ennett House drug and alcohol recovery house, Somerville's Phoenix House, and Dorchester's grim new choice juvenile rehab. Ooh. Edna House staffer Jeanette Foltz took Ken Erdady and Kate Gompert along with her to this one Ken N.A. Ken Erdady and Kate Gompert. Are some of the first characters we met. Yeah. Old friends. To this one N.A. beginner's discussion meeting where the focus was always marijuana. How every addict at the meeting had gotten in terrible addictive trouble with it right from the first Dubois. Or else how they'd been <laughs> str- strung out on harder drugs and tried switching to grass to get off the original drugs. And but then had gotten in terrible trouble with grass, and they'd been in with the original hard stuff. By the way, I've never heard anyone do that in their entire
0: life. Yeah, first. this is not a real thing. I'm That's, sorry. It's like reverse gateway. Maybe you, David, you David Foster Wallace, are the only person the in only the world who has, who has this kind of psychotic relationship with weed. <laughs> about
1: this was supposedly the only NA meeting in Metro Boston explicitly devoted to marijuana. <laughs> Jeanette Foltz.
0: There's two people there. <laughs> Jeanette
1: Foltz said she wanted Erdetti and Gompert to see how completely non-unique and unalone they were in terms of the substance that had brought them both down. There were about maybe two dozen beginning recovering addicts there in the anechoic vestry of an upscale church in what Erdetti figured had to be either West Belmont or East Waltham. <laughs> uh, the chairs were arranged in a traditional... S- s-
0: sorry, uh, sorry to keep uh, <coughs> doing so many... Um, aside so early but shout out to the person who sent us that tiktok of massachusetts place name pronunciations it
1: helped i've i've learned that it's not balerica it's bilrica
0: (laughs) so uh we're learning shout, shout out to uh that listener shout out to massachusetts pronunciations shout out to the uh stupid way that you uh name your towns
1: Hey, it's where we started. Plymouth Rock, bitch. All right. Uh, the chairs... This is, this is our original, original state. The chairs were arranged in N.A.'s traditional huge circle with no tables to sit at and everybody balancing ashtrays on their knees and accidentally <laughs> kicking over their cups of coffee. Everybody who raised their hands uh, to share concurred on the insidious ways marijuana had ravaged their bodies, minds, and spirits. Marijuana destroys slowly but thoroughly was the consensus. <laughs> Ken Erdetti's joggling foot knocked over his coffee not once but twice as the NAs took turns concurring on the hideous psychic fallout they'd all endured, both in active marijuana dependency and then in marijuana detox, the social isolation, anxious lassitude, and the hyper hyper self-consciousness that then reinforced the withdrawal and anxiety the increasing emotional abstraction, poverty of affect, and then total emotional catalepsy, the obsessive analyzing. Finally, the paralytic stasis that results from the obsessive analysis of all possible implications of both getting up from the couch and not getting up from the couch. (laughs) And then the endless symptomatic gauntlet of withdrawal from delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinal, i.e. pot detox, the loss of appetite, the mania, and insomnia, the chronic fatigue and nightmares, the impotence and cessation of menses and lactation, the circadian arrhythmia, the sudden uh, sauna-type sweats and mental confusion, and fine motor tremors, the particularly nasty excess production of saliva, several beginners still holding institutional drool cups just under their chins, the generalized anxiety and foreboding and dread, and the shame of feeling like neither MDs nor the hard drug NAs themselves showed much empathy or compassion for the Addict brought down by what was supposed to be nature's humblest buzz, the benignest substance around. Ken Erdetti noticed that nobody came right out and used the term melancholy or anhedonia or depression, much less clinical depression. But this worse of symptoms, this logarithm of all suffering seemed through, though unmentioned, to hang fog-like just over the room's heads, to drift between the peristyle columns and over the decorative astrolabs and candles on long prickets and medieval knockoffs and framed Knights of Columbus charters. (laughs) (laughs) A gassy plasm so dreaded no beginner could bear to look up and name it. Kate Gompert kept staring at the floor and making a revolver of her forefinger and thumb, and shooting herself in the temple, and then blowing pretend cordite off the barrel's tip until Jeanette Foltz whispers to her to knock it off. <laughs> as was custom at meeting, as was his custom at meetings, Ken or Diddy said nothing and observed everybody else very closely, cracking his knuckles and joggling his foot. Since an N.A. beginner is technically anybody with under a year clean, there were varying degrees of denial and distress and general cluelessness in this plush, upscale vestry. The meeting had the usual broad demographic cross-section, but the bulk of these grass-ravaged people looked to him urban and tough and busted up and dressed without any color sense at all. People you could easily imagine smacking their kid in a supermarket or lurking with a homemade uh, sap in the dark of a downtown alley. Same as A.A. Motley disrespectability was like the room norm, along with glazed eyes and excess spittle. A couple of the beginners still had the milky plastic ID bracelets from psych wards they'd forgotten to cut off, or else hadn't yet gotten up the drive to do it. Unlike Boston AA, Boston NA had no mid-meeting raffle break and goes for just an hour. At the close of this Monday beginner's meeting, everybody got up and held hands in a circle and recited the NA conference approved just for today. Then they all recited the Our Father, not exactly in unison. Kate Gompert later swore she distinctly heard the tattered old man beside her say, and lead us not into Penn Station Our Father. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then, Molly, can you do the entirety of Our Father from your... Our
1: Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom King come, come, thy will be done on, the on, the on, earth, earth, on earth, earth as it is in uh, heaven. Uh, give us this day, this day our, our daily, daily bread, bread and forgive us our trespasses, as trespasses uh, and we trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against, against us, us and lead us and not into, into Penn Station, but deliver us from <laughs> evil. And then there's a there's an extended version, but I just say amen. the
0: the uh, the XR.
1: Do, do they do they like the for the kingdom, the power, and the glory yours now and forever? Some I mean I, don't, like I that? don't fucking know. Yeah. I'm
0: not am I'm I'm culture. Ah, Ethnically Catholic, but not uh, culturally Catholic. Our daddy. Our daddy, daddy. who are in heaven. Our
1: daddy who are in heaven. <laughs> uh, then, just as in AA, the NA meeting closed with everybody shouting to the air in front of them to keep coming back because it works. But then, kind of horrifically, everyone in the room started milling around wildly and hugging each other. It was like somebody would thrown a switch. There wasn't even very much conversation. It was just hugging, as far as her daddy could see. <laughs> Rampant, indiscriminate hugging, where the point seemed to be to hug as many people as possible, regardless of whether you'd ever seen them before in your life. People went from person to person, arms out and leaning in. Big people stooped and short people got up on tiptoe. Jowls ground into other jowls. Both <laughs> genders hugged both genders. And the male-to-male hugs were straight embraces, hugs min- minus the vigorous little thumps on the back that Erdetti'd always seen as somehow requisite for male-to-male hugs. Jeanette Fultz was almost a blur. She went from person to person. She was racking up serious numbers of hugs. <laughs> Kate Comfort had her usual she lipless... Was, she,
0: she was hug-maxing.
1: <laughs> Kate Comfort had her usual lipless expression of morose distaste, but even she gave and got some hugs. But Erdetti, who never particularly liked hugging, moved way back from the throng, over up next to the N.A. conference-approved literature table and stood there by himself with his hands in his pockets, pretending to study the coffee urn with great interest. But then a tall, heavy Afro-American fellow with a gold incisor and perfect vertical cylinder of Afro-American hairstyle peeled away from a sort of group hug nearby. He'd spotted Erdetti, and the fellow came over and established himself right in front of Erdetti, spreading the arms of his fatigue jacket for a hug, stooping slightly and leaning in toward Erdetti's personal trunk region. Erdetti raised his hands in a benign no thanks and backed up further so that his bottom was squashed up against the edge of the conference approved literature table. Thanks, but I don't particularly like to hug, he said. The fellow had to sort of pull up out of his pre-hug lean and stood there (laughs) awkwardly frozen with his big arms still out, which Erdetti could see must have been awkward and embarrassing for the fellow. Erdetti found himself trying to calculate just what remote sub-Asian locale would be the maximum possible number of kilometers away from this ex- exact spot <laughs> and moment as the fellow just stood there, his arms out and the smile draining from his face. Say what, the, royal f- the, uh, the fellow said. Erdetti proffered a hand. Ken E., edit house, Enfield. How do you do? You are? <laughs> the fellow slowly let his arms down but just looked at Erdetti's proffered hand. A single styptic blink. Roy Tony, He said. Roy, does that name
0: Roy Tony? do you, Tony, yeah, well, yeah. Do you
1: remember the um, the AAVE passage?
0: Oh yes, is it's he? Not he's one poor of the Tony,
1: it's Roy Tony. He's one of the people from. He's that. one of the people from that. We've passage, we've I heard believe.
0: of other people from that passage too, right? Um, is one of the people from the passage one of the the people who was like the maintenance staff of yes, of House?
1: House? Correct, that's right. Okay, so
0: uh random. still i think the most misguided pa- pa- passage of this of this book but you know we, we could do that and revisit it in our final thoughts it just comes out of nowhere and never comes back you know
1: <laughs> uh roy how do you do <laughs> what it is roy said <laughs> the big fellow now had his handshake hand behind his neck and was pretending to feel the back of his neck which erdetti didn't know was a blatant diss Well, Roy, if I may call you Roy, or Mr. Tony, if you prefer, unless it's a compound first name hyphenated, (laughs) Roy Tony, and then a last name. But, well, with respect to this hugging thing, Roy, it's nothing personal, rest assured. Assured? Erdetti's best, helpless smile, and an apologetic shrug of the Gore-Tex anorak. (laughs) I'm afraid I just don't particularly like to hug. Just not a hugger, never have been. It was something of a joke among my fam... Now, the ominous finger pointing of street aggression, this Roy fellow pointing first at Urdetti's chest and then at his own. So, man, what you say, you saying I'm a hugger? You saying you think I go around like to hug? <laughs> Both Erdetti's hands were now up, palms out, and waggling in a like bonhomic gesture of heading off all possible misunderstanding. No, but see, the whole point is that I wouldn't presume to call you either a hugger or a non-hugger because I don't know you. I only meant to say it's nothing personal having to do with you as an individual, and I'd be more than happy to shake hands. Even one of those intricate, multiple-handed ethnic handshakes, if you'll bear with my inexperience (laughs) with that sort of handshake. But I'm simply uncomfortable with the whole idea of hugging. By the time Jeanette Folds could break away and get over to them, the... The fellow had Erdetti by his anorax-insulated lapels and was leaning him way back over the edge of the literature table so that Erdetti's waterproof lodge boots were off the ground and the fellow's face was right up in Erdetti's face in a show of naked aggression. You think I fucking like to go around hug on folks? You think any of us like this shit? We fucking do what they tell us. They tell us hugs not drugs in here. We done motherfucking surrendered our wills in here, Roy said. We done
0: you, motherfucking surrendered our wills.
1: You little faggot, Roy added. He wedged his hand between them uh, to point at himself, which means it meant he was now holding Erdetti off the ground with just one hand. Which I was, mean,
0: I... I Look, I'm I. I don't want to be uh, offensive about it, but yes, Erdaddy is being very gay about this. Just hu- just do the hug. Just
1: hug. Hugs not drugs, you little bitch. Uh, <laughs> which meant he was now holding Erdaddy off the ground with just one hand, which fact was not lost on Erdaddy's nervous system. I done had to give four hugs my first night here, and then I gone ran in the fucking can and fucking puked. Puked, he said. Not comfortable. Who the fuck are you? Don't even try to tell me I'm coming over here feeling comfortable <laughs> about trying to hug on your James River traders wearing Calvin Klein aftershave smelling goofy ass motherfucking ass. <laughs> or did he observe one you of the... You think I a- like these hugs? <laughs> fuck you, man. Or did he observe one of the Afro-American women who was looking on, clap her hands and shout, talk about it. <laughs> and, now you, and now you go and disrespect me in front of my whole clean and sober set just when I'd gone risk sharing my vulnerability and discomfort with you,
0: homie. what set You from? Are you from?
1: What's what you Are you from? Jeanette Foltz was sort of pawing at the back of Roy Tony's <laughs> fatigue jacket, shuddering mentally at how the report of an Ennet House resident assaulted at an A and A meeting she'd personally brought him to would look written up in the staff log. <laughs> Now, Roy said, extracting his free hand and pointing to the vestry floor with a stabbing gesture. Now, he said, you gone risk vulnerability and discomfort and hug my ass or do I gone fucking rip your head off and shit down your neck? (laughs) Jeanette Foltz had hold of the Roy fellow's coat now with both hands and was trying to pull the fellow off. Keds scrabbling for purchase on the smooth parquet saying yo Roy T man easy there dude man essay, bro posse crew homes gym brother <laughs> he's just new is all but by this time Erdetti had had both arms around the guy's neck and was hugging him with such vigor Kate Gompert later told Joel Van Dyne it looked like Eddie, Erdetti was trying to climb him
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm gonna hug you I'm gonna
1: <laughs> hug you man and there's not shit you can do about it. <laughs> um I uh, I hate to say it, we're back. We're back on this, we're back in the outcropping. You think you you can handle
0: it? Yeah, uh, should we do another That's a very funny segment. I like, funny, I like I right? like that a lot. And a oh, bunch of old friends. <laughs> people people we haven't talked about since uh October of 2020. I know. All right. Wait, oh, you want me to read from here? Okay. God
1: I know. I'm it. sorry.
0: Okay. All right, let's do it. Kick us off. Oh, I'm I'm already... uh, You are. We've lost a couple already. Steeply admitted. During the testing. Not just volunteers. Some idiot intern in data analysis yielded to temptation and wanted to see what all the fuss was for and got a hold of Flatto's IO Lab's clearance card and went in and viewed.
1: From among the many read-only copies of your stock of the entertainment.
0: (laughs) No, no great tragic loss in itself. Lose some idiot child intern, Say Selah la <laughs> Uh The real loss was that his supervisor tried to go in after him and pull him out. Our head of data analysis himself.
1: Uh, Hoyne, Henri, or pronounced Henry, middle initial of F, with the wife with his adult diabetes, diabetes he controls.
0: Did control. Twenty-year 20 man, Hank. Damn good man. He was a friend. He's in four-point restraints now. Nourishment through a tube. No desire or even basic survival-type will for anything other than more viewing. Of it? I tried to visit.
1: With your sleeveless skirt and different breasts?
0: (laughs) I I couldn't even stand to be in the same room, see him like that, begging for just even a few seconds. A trailer, a snatch of soundtrack, anything his eyes wobbling around like some drug-addicted newborn. Break your fucking heart. In the next bed, restrain the idiot intern. This was the sort of undisciplined, selfish child you like to talk about, Remy. But Hank Hoyne was no child. I watched this man put down all sugar and treats when he first got diagnosed. Just Just put them down and walk away, not even a whimper or a backward glance. A will of steel. American adult of exemplary uh, self-control and discretion.
1: The Samizdat is not to be played crazily about with, so we too have lost persons. It is serious. The legs of the constellation of Perseus were amputated by the earth's horizon. Perseus, he wore the hat of a jongleur, or pantalone. (laughs) pantalone. Hercules' head, this head, was square. It was not long to dawn, also, because at 32 degrees north Pollux and Castor became visible. They were over Morass's left shoulder, as if giants were looking over his shoulder, one of Castor's legs inbent in a feminine manner.
0: But do you even but do you ever consider?
1: Steeply lit another cigarette. How many cigarettes has steeply smoked? So i he's going to smoke them all. Yeah. Fantasize, you are meaning. <laughs>
0: If it's not that consuming... If, if it's that consuming. If it's if it's that consuming, if it somehow addresses the desire of that total...
1: Steeply said.
0: Not even sure I can imagine what desires that total and utter even are.
1: Up and down on the toes, turning above the waist, only to look back at Morath.
0: You ever think about what it would be like? Speculate?
1: Us, we think of what ends the entertainment may serve. We find its efficacy tempting. You and we are tempted in different ways. Marath could identify no other Southwest USA constellations except the Big Dipper, which at this latitude appeared attached to the Great Bear to form something resembling the Big Bucket or the Great Cradle. The chair gave small squeaks when he shifted its weight upon it. Steeply said,
0: Well, I can't say I've been tempted in the strictest sense. Tempted.
1: Perhaps we are meaning different things by this.
0: Frankly, when I think of it, I'm much... Frankly, when I think of it, I'm as much terrified as I am intrigued. Hank Hoyne is an empty shell, the iron will, the analytic savvy, his love of a fine cigar, all gone. His world's as if it has collapsed into a small, bright point. a uh, inner world lost to us. You look at his eyes, and there's nothing you can recognize in them. Poor Miriam,
1: steeply needed a bare shoulder.
0: Willis on the I.O. night shift came up with a phrase for the eyes. Empty of all intent, this appeared in a memo.
1: Morath pretended to sniff. The temptation of the passive reward of Terminal P, this all seems complex to me. Terror seems part of the temptation for you. Us of Quebec's cause, we have never felt this temptation for the entertainment or knowing, but we respect its power, thus we do not fool crazily about it was not that the sky was lightening so much as that the stars' light had paled. There became a sullenness about their light. Now also, strange-looking USA insects were word actively passed from time to time, moving jaggedly and making Morath think of many wind-blown sparks. A little, a little more.
0: Uh, yes, or we could just make this a, a real short one.
1: Let me see. Let me just
0: uh. Let's see how, how far this, this segment goes.
1: Let's do a little, I think this will be a kind of long scene, so maybe a little more of this scene. Okay, yeah, let's do a, f- back a few to pages. We're like,
0: Okay, great. We're at 22 minutes now, so okay. we can do another, like, 10.
1: Great. 10th of November, year of the Depend adult undergarment. The following things in the room were blue. <laughs> the blue checks and the blue and black checked shag carpet. Mm-hmm. Two of the room's six institutional plush chairs, whose legs were steel tubes bent into big ellipses, which wobbled, so that while the chairs couldn't really be rocked in, they could be sort of bobbed in, <laughs> which Michael Pemulus was doing absently as he waited and scanned a printout of Escaton's highly technical core Escax directory, i.e. bobbing in his chair, which produced a kind of rapid rodential squeaking that gave Howling Condensa the howling fantods as he sat there, a kitty corner from Pemulus, also waiting.
0: The you know who uh, I kind of see as Pemulus? The... The goofy kid from stranger things
1: i see, I can see that
0: uh, at, at this uh, he, I mean, that kid started like in stranger things when he was like thirteen or something, but you know, I, I could see him now and now as, like that? an eighteen year old mm-hmm. with the sail with the little captain's hat on the captain's hat yeah, yeah. that's a, that's good casting.
1: yeah. I don't know what his name is. Oh, the, the, printout? the one with the
0: curly hair <laughs> the cherubic one, yes.
1: the printout kept rotating in pemulus's hands. Each chair had a 105-watt reading lamp attached to the back on a flexible metal stock that let the reading lamp curve out from behind and shine right down on whatever magazine the waiting person was looking at. But since the curved lamps induced this unbearable sensation of somebody feverish right there reading over your shoulder, (laughs) the magazines, some of whose covers involved the color blue, tended to stay unread and were fanned neatly out on a low ceramic coffee table. The carpet was a product of something called Antron. <laughs> Hal could see streaks of lividity where somebody would vacuumed against the grain. Though the magazine's coffee table was non-blue, it was a wet nail polish red with ETA and a kind of gray escutcheon, two of the unsettlingly attached lamps that kept its magazines unread and neatly fanned were blue, although the two blue lamps were not the lamps attached to the two blue chairs. Dr. Charles Tavis liked to say that you could tell a lot about an administrator by the decor of his waiting room. <laughs> the headmaster's waiting room was part of a little hallway in the Comad lobby's southwest corner. The preemie, uh, preemie violets in an asymmetrical sprig in a tennis ball-shaped vase on the <laughs> coffee table were arguably in the blue family, and also the over-enhanced blue of the wallpaper sky— which the wallpaper scheme was fluffy cumuli arrayed patternlessly against an over blue sky, incredibly disorienting wallpaper that was an unpleasant by an unpleasant coincidence, also the wallpaper in the Enfield offices of a Dr. Zagarelli DDS, which Hal's just come back from after a, re- after a removal. The left side of his face still feels big and dead with this persistent sensation that he's drooling without being able to feel it or stop it. No one's sure what CT's choice of this wallpaper is supposed to communicate, especially to parents who come with prospective kids in tow to scout out ETA, but Hal loathes sky and cloud wallpaper because it makes him feel high altitude and disoriented and sometimes <laughs> plummeting. The sills and cross pieces of the waiting room's two windows have always been dark blue. There was a nautical blue border of braid around the bill of Michael Pemulus's jaunty yachting cap. Hal was confident Pemulus would remove the insouciant hat the minute they were called in on what was presumably going to be the carpet. Also blue, the upper border slices of sky and the framed informal photos of ETA students that hung on the walls. Which takes us to end note 209. Are they
0: being called into the principal's office for what went down with the eschaton?
1: Yes, sir. Eg. Ted Shacht adjusting his wristbands and sash. Carol Spodek <laughs> stretching for a volley at net. Her whole body distended, face grim and full of cords. An old one of Marlon Bain at the follow through of a big forehand. A corona of sweat shimmering around him. His bigger arm crossed across his throat. Orthostice doing a handstand. <laughs> yard guard gliding down through through a low backhand. Wayne Yard was, guard. Yeah, yard guard. We haven't talked. We haven't talked about him much. He's just just, just He's, a guy. Okay. Wayne this summer sliding on Rome's fine clay, a red cloud hiding everything below the knees. Pemulus and Stice standing cross-armed against desert light and a fence. Shaw without his silly, wispy, pseudo-Newcomb mustache. The photos have been looked at so often, they're pale. Hal at the height of his toss, knees more bent than he'd like. (laughs) Wayne holding up a silver plate. The European contingent males, three summers past all lined up outside a square van with its steering wheel on the wrong side. Somebody with either two or three fingers held up over Axford's head. Shit addressing kids you can only see the backs of. Todd Postlethwaite shaking a small black kid's hand at net. Trolls pretending to interview Felicity Zweig. The Vaught Twins sharing a foot-long Frank at a stand <laughs> in the Bronx's U.S. Junior Open. Todd Postlethwaite at the net with a PWTA kid. Every muscle in Amy Wingo's front leg ridged as she gets a little ahead of herself on a backhand. On and on. They're not in a straight line. They're more like chaotically placed. Heath Pearson, former tow truck shareholder, now at Pepperdine. Pepperdine? Pepperdine. Facing away from the camera under lung light running. The Palmer Academy courts looking cheesy in the heat. A lot of the photos are stills from Mario. Peter Beak falling nastily after a stretch volley, both feet off what looks like Longwood's synthetic grass. The photo's surrounded by locationless clouds and sky. Freer in the bleachers at Brisbane in thongs and a tank top, giving the camera a peace sign. The Lung in mid-assembly with Pearson and Penn and Vandervoort and Mackey and the rest of that year's seniors out in the pavilion's webbed chairs, feet up in the cold, kibitzing Hal and Schacht and the other kids lugging parts. One of Mrs. Clark's cooks in a hairnet mixing something with an arm-sized pestle in a bowl she has to tilt to hold. None of Mario or Orin. A battalion of kids in sweats doing sprints up the hill in deep snow, two or three well behind and ominously bent over. Some lighter blue rectangles where pictures have been taken down and not yet replaced. A shirtless freer playing micro-tennis with Lori Clough. A close-up of bespectacled Gretchen Holt staring in disbelief at a lineman's call. Wayne and a Manitoban in T-shirts with leaves on them, hands over their hearts, facing north. Kent Blott with a horrified boomerang mouth and his nose a protr- uh, protrusion in the supporter fit over his ears and nose, and Troub and Lord collapsing around him in either hilarity or horror. <laughs> Hal and Wayne at the net in doubles, both leaning way over left, like the whole courts tilted.
0: Nice. That's that. And- uh, I I just want, want to say... We have uh tennis highlights uh, on the TV as always when we record these, uh, and one of the people that we're watching uh, a uh, a young Spanish kid named Carlos Alcaraz mm-hmm. is really serving uh, Enfield tennis vibes because he absolutely looks to be about seventeen, <laughs> and he I I just I'm very much as you were like rattling off all of the uh, mm-hmm. all of those 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 looks from the the tennis academy. Uh, watching not Tsitsipas, who looks much more in his like twenties. Yeah, you know. But if if you see a close up on this other other guy, he is a boy. He's a baby. He's a boy. Tennis and is
1: a thing where you can be the best in the world at that, eighteen like, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. It's not not all not all sports are like that. Yes.
0: So I, as I'm watching this this child, the Spanish child play <laughs> tennis, uh, tennis, was giving me uh, was 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 giving me a uh, Enfield vibes. Yeah, Enfield vibes. There he is. Look at him.
1: Oh, yes, he he is. He's just a boy. He's wow. just a boy. He's, li- he's a little kid. Yeah. But, uh, but he's so good at tennis. He's so good at tennis. He's which at the is, U.S. Open.
0: Which is a curse in its own right. Mm-hmm. Being good at sports is a curse.
1: <sighs> Tell him.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Tell him. Speak on it. Uh, the sh- the chassis of Alice Moore's Intel 972 word proce- processor with modem but no cartridge capability. Also, Ms. Moore's fingertips and lips. Or blue, I guess. <laughs> Weird. Okay. The ETA Headmaster's receptionist. Oh, yes. The ETA Headmaster's receptionist and administrative assistant is known to the players as Lateral Alice Moore. In her youth, lateral Alice Moore had been a helicopter pilot, an airborne traffic reporter. <laughs> in her youth, she had been youth, a
0: helicopter
1: pilot. <laughs> for a major Boston radio station until a tragic collision with another station's airborne traffic report helicopter. Plus, then, the cataclysmic fall to the rush hour's Jamaica Way six laner below had left her with chronic oxygen debt and a neurological condition whereby she was able to move only from side to side. Mm hmm. So hence the sobriquet, lateral Alice Moore. An effective time killer while sitting there waiting for whatever administrators summoned you is to have lateral Alice Moore drum rapidly on her chest and give imitations of her old Boston rush hour traffic reports in a stuttered helicopter-ish reporter voice. Neither Hal, continually checking his chin for drool, nor Pemulus, scanning and bobbing, nor Anne Kittenplan, nor Trevor Axford, about whom there was today not even a hint of the color blue, are in the mood for this right now, awaiting what they presume to be some kind of administrative fallout from Sunday's horrendous Escaton fiasco. Mm. The presumption is based on who's been summoned here to wait. The two different sized offices that open off the waiting room... Through the open and only other door of which the dusky blue Mannington shag of the commad lobby is visible, belong to Dr. Charles Tavis and to Ms. Avril and Conden- Mrs. Avril and Condensa. Tavis's office's outer door is real oak and has his name and degree and title in thin, <laughs> non blue letters so big that the total ID crowds the door's margins. There's also an inner door. Avril, whose feelings about enclosure are well known, has no door on her office. Her office is bigger than CT's though and has a seminar table. It's always been obvious he covets. (laughs) Avril's office's blue and black checkered shag is deeper than the waiting room shag so that the border between the two is like a mowed versus unmowed lawn. Avril serves pro bono as ETA's dean of academic affairs and dean of females. She's in there unenclosed right now with pretty much every ETA female under 13 except Ann Kittenplan whose tattooed knuckles are bruised and who looks somehow cross-dressed in a dress and non-blue barrette. Avril has vividly white hair, as of the last few months before himself's fellow to say, that looks like it never went through the gray stage. It mostly didn't. And Legs, whose taper you can see T-expert, is appraising with the frankness of adolescence as she paces a bit in front of the crowded seminar table in full, if kind of oblique, angled view of the people in the waiting room. Which takes us to end note 210. Hal and Mario have long since had to accept uh, the fact that Avril at 50 plus is still endocrinologically compelling to males. <laughs> and accept has a sub f- uh, footnote that says, accept isn't the same as be crazy about, of course. Sure. The curse of a hot mom. Yes. Um, what do you think?
0: Uh, I want to get to this large acronym or um, Okay. Th- this thing.
1: Copy. Yeah. Uh, back to the text though it's not technically in the waiting room with how the plastic fine tip felt pen Avril taps professionally against her incisors as she paces and considers is blue <laughs> <laughs> administrative diddle checks have been required at all North American tennis academies since the infamous case of coach R Bill touchy Feely Feely is spelled P-H-I-E-L uh, E-L-Y okay, yes uh, at California's Rolling Hills Academy whose hair-raising diary and collection of telephotos and tiny panties discovered only after his disappearance into the Humboldt County Hill Country with a 13-year-old companion created what might conservatively be called a climate of concern among the continent's tennis parents. At the Enfield (laughs) Tennis Academy, for the last four years, Dr. Dolores Rusk is supposed to hold a kind of die-staff community meeting with all female players judged naive and moppetish enough to be potential diddlees. The youngest of these is Rhode Island's pint-sized Tina Echt, just seven, but a true cannibal off the backhand side <laughs> to interface in a discreet but <laughs> nurturingly empowering group setting, etc., and nip any potential filiisms in the bud. Monthly diddle checks are in Rusk's contract because they're in ETA's Onanta accreditation charter. Happy? Yes. Let's, let's end.
0: Okay. Uh, good Good passages.
1: You you like?
0: Yeah, I like uh, I like Ken or Daddy's uh, hug anxiety uh, a lot. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um,
1: <laughs> just the the image of a guy who is holding him with one hand <laughs> uh, against a table and off his, his feet, feet, yeah, being, being like, like, "Hug me, motherfucker!" <laughs> yes,
0: you think I like th- <laughs> you think I like this motherfucking hug? We say hugs we, not drugs. Yeah, I'm d- I'm not doing this because it, uh, it makes me it, me happy. <laughs> I'm doing it to try because to I not be to.
1: addicted to marijuana anymore. Yes, um, I'm doing. Yeah, do as you're told if you want to grow old.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, very funny. Uh, more. Uh, Marath steeply. I mean, what? So steep, steeply is like morbidly fascinated by the entertainment. Is steeply going to end up wa- watching uh, the entertainment? It seems like if he got He's, the opportunity, he would take it.
1: It's very like I'm not tempted. Or are you tempted are I've been tempted? thinking about being tempted yes. I just want to say that this is a complete side note but this tennis match that we have on in the background with this very young Spanish guy just a really unlikely shot the a guy the other guy basically popped it extremely high in the air like mm-hmm. a huge parabola a lob. but it did it did land in bounds and it but it seemed like a completely easy setup but then the other guy just fucking boofed it mm-hmm. uh, hit the net tennis is kind of crazy tennis is kind of nice <laughs> with it <laughs> You have those moments like that where you are like, it's something unpredictable. <laughs> uh,
0: we're watching uh, Tsitsipas v. Alcaraz. Yeah, Alcaraz.
1: Al-, Al Al Alcaraz.
0: Alcaraz. Who they? If he be- you he beat him in up. the
1: first in the first set. So
0: yeah. I, I, no I mean, Alcaraz, I thought Tsitsipas was hot shit, but uh, Alcaraz is, is owning him. But
1: again, that's the crazy thing about tennis. You can be the best tennis player in the world, but if you're having a bad, bad day, day, you just lose. Some fucking Spanish teenager comes in and eats you for lunch and you're like, damn, that, that, that did happen. Yeah. That did happen to me. I won't let it happen again. I and if li- it happens twice, uh-oh. I would like to be a
0: hot <laughs> Greek tennis star. That seems like a good life.
1: I don't know. Do you think Greece is kind of it's kind of a tough country right now? It right? is,
0: but like, if you're a hot young tennis star, you're fine. You're, you're you've got your ticket out of it.
1: I can't remember what, um, what I was reading. Someone was basically talking about post economic crash Greece, mm-hmm. and it's full. The streets are full of abandoned pets.
0: Yes, I've heard that the the like feral or not feral, like wild people can't like afford urban to, dog, dog problem yeah. is 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 a thing there
1: kind of (sighs) crazy not that we're we're so much better weird future
0: weird future Uh, weird present yeah wild dogs are going to be a problem again
1: the people who invented drama and comedy
0: anyway (laughs) and democracy
1: democracy uh i was about to say math arabic people invented math right
0: I, I think we all we it's a collab. We all we all kind of got together on it. We're
1: all constantly inventing math.
0: Yes. Uh, so anyway, it seems like You're, given did the you opportun- ever tried to
1: multiply something in yeah. your head? It's yes. Crazy. Uh,
0: anyway, <laughs> it seems like steeply uh, given the opportunity will watch the entertainment, and I kind of imagine that that's his fate in it. He wants to. He wants. Wa- he wants the oblivion. Yeah. He's uh, seeking. Yeah. He,
1: well, you know what it reminds the the way they talk about it. You know what it reminds me of. Hmm. You ever hear? When you first learned about drugs, if you do
0: heroin once, once yeah, you're, you're done. Well, I mean, I, I guess that that is the clear analogy: is that it's it, the it, the perfect it is, drug. Yeah, it's the, perfect the ultimate drug.
1: drug entertainment.
0: Yeah, um, and then back to uh, the tennis academy. Uh, it's it's very funny that it feels like forever ago that the Escaton thing happened. I mean, we read that passage in what July? Yeah. Uh, so it 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 it's always a funny reminder. So Escaton happens, and then they go to the meal where they show Future Mario's Dependence movies, day. and this is like the next day.
1: Yes, tenth of tenth of November year, the Dependent All underground. All right,
0: it's it's just funny that all this stuff. is that passage where uh, Hal like goes and smokes weed in the uh in the the weird room. Is that like earlier day that before. day? Or yeah, something? it might be
1: earlier that day. Yeah, because it's a, it says by the time interdependence has happened, he's gotten high like three times. Mm-hmm. You ever you ever smoke? have I asked this before? You ever smoke weed like multiple times in a day? I, like I have. I'm, I'm
0: <laughs> I wish I was more into weed than I am. I feel like the the like casual or all day smoker is like a weed guy is like a. a A very powerful type of uh one of
1: the most powerful types of brains, honestly. Yeah.
0: But I don't know. Weed just makes me feel I mean, I I enjoy it when I do it, but it's like it it does make me feel weird and paranoid.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel like it doesn't I feel like THC doesn't really agree with you.
0: Yeah that much. I I which I used to to in college because that's what you did, Mm -hmm. I used to smoke all the time. Smoke weed every day? Yeah.
1: Four twenty blaze it.
0: (sighs) I mean, but it 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 really was a big revelation in my life when I was like, I actually don't like this. I don't this. like this. Yeah. I don't have to do this. Yeah.
1: I see I'm getting I'm the opposite. We I, I smoked in college, not a bunch, but it was never a good experience. It always made me feel incredibly self conscious and yeah. weird. And now I'm finally really yeah. enjoying it, but it does not make me creative. It does not make me productive. It just helps me relax. Yes, and it makes everything very silly. It makes it fun Zone to watch out. a movie or television. That's
0: how I like weed: is is yeah. to watch a uh, watch a goofy, weird movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
1: I had I had a friend in college who is a musician, and he was like, "Yeah, I can. I basically only like once I smoke weed, I can like." write music and be creative i'm mm-hmm. like i have not written a single word on weed <laughs> i have not done any once i once i am high it's curtains for me <laughs> yes See you uh, tomorrow yeah, so hang,
0: hang it up yeah
1: but so obviously like this passage in the book is about the idea of weed addiction being both kind of absurd but also real and maybe the thing that david foster wallace m- most relates to yes
0: um i mean that's a, the funny thing is that you from what we know and what we read, uh, you assume that weed addiction is something that Wallace feels that he had. He
1: aligns with, I think his, if anything, maybe his um, sur- surrogate is Ken Urdey, yeah. like a college-educated kind of dork, yeah, um, who overthinks, overanalyzes, and like is pulling back and not buying into the program, and then he literally takes a. Uh, 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 a scary black guy. <laughs> to basically to for- the way to they, they have characterized yeah. Roy Tony to grab you by your lapels and be like, you, snap out of it, yeah. man.
0: Stop, get, out, get out of your head and have a fucking hug.
1: H- hugs not drugs, bitch. <laughs> I don't uh, know about hugs not drugs. But I, it is... I never thought about hugs not drugs in that way. Yeah. It, it, because like, I was obviously aware of that phrase and it was obviously a joke by the time I was aware mm-hmm. of it, but it's like, yeah, you know, be be with your friends. i like, no, hugs, not drugs, like hug as part of the program. Yes.
0: <laughs> but it's also like, I mean, the thing that you said I is correct that I have literally never heard of anyone in real life.
1: Being addicted to weed? Yeah. There's a whole subreddit about people who are trying to stop smoking pot. Really? I think if there's any, to me, I think he's maybe trying to get at this, the misconception that weed is from the earth, it's chill. Yeah. It is a psychoactive substance that can profoundly change your behavior and your mind. And if you do it every day, it's going to affect you. Yeah, it's But it, for some people, it might be no different than just having coffee. Again, I'm addicted to coffee.
0: Oh, we're drinking coffee <laughs> right we're now. and
1: we're, oh, we're doing drugs.
0: We're doing drugs. Oh. We're doing drugs. But uh, I don't
1: know. I, I I'm I'm inclined to to take it marijuana addiction as seriously as any other addiction.
0: D- yeah, I mean, I, if it
1: ruins your if it ruins your life, yeah. like when I took psychology in college, one thing we talked about, yeah, Miss M- Psych One Hundred and One, like hand me my hand me my diploma. Uh, one thing we talked about of when it, when does something become a mental disorder? Mm-hmm. Uh, when it negatively affects your life. Yeah, when you stop being able to function normally. By that meaning, like. Taking a shower, making your bed, going to work, mm-hmm. uh, like <laughs> having friends hanging out. Once it, once you are no longer able to do that, it counts as something that is a a disorder. Yes, same with addiction.
0: Well, I look, I trust that it uh, exists, and I believe, uh, I you know, obviously, you know, I believe and sympathize with people who who have it. It, it. it is just funny that it seems like it in terms of substance disorders, it, it seems one of the more, uh, rarer ones. Uh, yeah. You know?
1: Yes. Well, they have a whole, a whole meeting with two dozen people in Boston <laughs> alone. All in Boston. He, this guy on the tennis screen is wearing a unique kind of shoe. I feel like I don't, that doesn't look like a tennis shoe. Uh, the only other sports talk I want to bring up is that we, we took a, a lift home from a party last night, and I complimented the driver's sweatshirt. It mm-hmm. was cool, and it turned out it was for like a soccer team. Uh-huh. And then we started talking about soccer, <laughs> and by the end, <laughs> yes. I was just like, "Damn, soccer is so beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like it's truly it's it is the, one of the most democratic sports, it's, right? It's all you need is a soccer ball and some friends.
0: Yeah, it's so stupid that America is not into soccer, and the literally every other place on earth thinks it's it, it's it, the, is the greatest the best is, thing. It is, yeah.
1: it is the bee's knees, the cat's meow.
0: It is it's so funny that we as like our cultural hegemon.
1: What is wrong with us?
0: Are the one place on earth. That our 300 million people out of the earth. Seven billion are like, actually, this sucks and we hate it. And everyone else is like, this is our religion. The the, the number one thing that we care about.
1: We don't care about basically anything else.
0: Baseball. Shove it. Football.
1: Literally not played anywhere else. Yeah, (laughs) Shove it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are some places that like baseball, but it's still, it's like, it's, it's, it's a minor thing. You
1: know what the coolest thing about soccer is to me? Mm -hmm. Once that clock runs, Let's fucking yes, go!
0: It's, yeah, no pauses. No time. Uh, I
1: had a. We had a. Re- we did not have a wrestling team by the time I went to high school. But we, we had a wrestling room that was like full yeah. of pads and stuff, and we used it to as a dress a dressing room for uh, theatrical productions. But there was a sign on the thing that said "No timeouts, no substitutions, nowhere to hide." <laughs> <laughs> and that's. Kind, I know there's obviously subs in soccer and stuff, but again, not yeah. like. Just play the play the game, let it roll it's a
0: better game- it is simply a better sport ninety minutes, yeah,
1: ninety minutes of soccer
0: we are america so i'm sorry for as obsessed we are with sports the uh, wrong we ones. are we are sports bitches we are, we are, we are obsessed with absolutely. With the wrong sports. <laughs> like fucking uh worldwide pussies for the sports that we uh that we are obsessed with. Yeah. Football it's, cu- it's cu- one of the absolute worst sports.
1: It is so bad. It's a, such
0: a shit sport. If
1: you have fun with football, like ble- bless your heart, respect, but I have not had fun watching. The only fun thing about football is drinking beer and eating yeah. whatever snack... Yeah, being be, in a stadium. Eat, eating salty salty foods. Everything else is the
0: worst. Awful. I love a tailgate. love yep. to
1: listen to music and drink in a parking lot with with some with my family.
0: Basketball is cool. Basketball, Basketball is, a, is a good, is Basketball a good sport. Basketball is very sexy. Uh, baseball is hilarious. It's barely a sport.
1: <laughs> we're, wa- we're watching Eastbound and Down yeah, right and now. The, and it really highlights how funny baseball uh, yes. is.
0: The funny thing about Eastbound and Down is that basically any male comedian performer is believable as a baseball player. <laughs> like you look at Seth Rogen and you're like, yeah, that guy could that be a professional. Play. He could play
1: baseball. <laughs> Or like, uh, yeah, you basically any, yeah, any any male comedian right now,
0: yeah,
1: uh, is, like, yeah, you could you could yeah. pop him, pop him on the Texas team or whatever, sports, sports, the beautiful game,
0: sports, basketball, sports, Viagra Boys, listen to listen to sports by Viagra Boys, ba-
1: banging bangin
0: song. All right, I feel like we've uh, we're we're rambling, but you know we're we're having a fun time. I'm
1: I'm so. Partied out that I'm on a philosophical plane right now i'm th- I'm thinking bigger than than I normally do
0: yeah but uh <laughs> we're having a good time on this episode uh thanks hope you, for you ha-
1: hope you're having good a good time too uh
0: we've I've, a few people have gotten in touch with me recently and said they've enjoyed the pod, yeah thanks yes,
1: thank you thanks for reaching thank out thank you for reaching out it's funny that we basically would just be doing this we'd just be talking anyway yes. but we're just like talking on the podcast
0: yeah well that's why this is probably of all the podcast things that i do this is i think my the best one because it's just you don't have to edit it. Having, Yeah, we don't i don't edit it we're just having fun
1: we're just having fun with it
0: um uh, the infinite cast pod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email
1: or just you know, DM us, tweet us,
0: rate, review, subscribe. I feel like I don't say that often <laughs> on this yeah show. New sure, episode of
1: it and introducing is out
0: also. Yeah, uh, is out two weeks ago because this will be two out. weeks ago. Yeah, I guess it's not. We're now ago. recording these in the future.
1: Yeah. Hello from the past.
0: Hello from the other side.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Bye. 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 Bye.